The Philadelphia Eagles made a statement on Sunday night with their 31-17 win over the Miami Dolphins in their Kelly Green jerseys. The postgame show right here on Locked on Eagles coming up next. You are Locked on Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of the Lockdown Eagles podcast is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets back, guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown to get started. It's the postgame show. The Philadelphia Eagles are now 6-1 and one after a statement 31-17 win over the Miami Dolphins. So many awesome positives to get into from this game. A lot of growth still this Eagles team needs to have to get to the ceiling we know they still can get to in 2023. Gino Camilleri, Louis DiBiase right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Gino, before we do get into like the professional part of the podcast, the uh, real analysis, I'd like to give a shout out to all of Miami Dolphins Twitter that attacked me and you for the last four days straight over what I thought was pretty responsible analysis regarding Jalen Hurts and Tua Tugoviola earlier this week when we made the statement that both are playing really well, but Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback. And guess what, Dolphins fans? Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback, and he showed it tonight. I just want to say to all of the people that wasted hours of your lives just worrying about what two Western New York Italian kids had to say about And then they Tua blocked Tugavaiola. us on Twitter, he bro. He doesn't care about any of you. He doesn't care about one of you. He wants to win football games. And guess what? He just lost to the guy who took his job and got benched for in Alabama. Well, guess what? This isn't Alabama. This is the National Freaking Football League. And you know what Jalen Hurts does in the National Freaking Football League? He wins games. He wins games. He doesn't let his team down like your offense did tonight, putting up one touchdown, the best, the baddest, the greatest show on earth. Miss me with all that. Jalen Hurts did his job. The defense did their job. Figure out and worry about your division. Even if the Bills lost, you still got to worry about them. Go be Buffalo's little brother. They We're going to worry uh, about I was gonna being say they can't beat the Buffalo. NFC repeating champions. Six and one going into a season where nobody thought the Eagles were going to have to go in and do what they did last year because they were going to be on a Super Bowl letdown, a hangover. Miss me with all that. Miss me with all that. Miss me with the Jalen Hurts pick six. Look at what he did on that last drive. The ninth most improbable completion of all year to A.J. Brown in the biggest moment when it mattered. Oh, come on. Come on. We're having tuna tonight. Somebody just wrote in our live comments, and the tuna is not dolphin free. <laughs> That's a hundred percent correct. The Dolphins, yeah. Look, I mean, again, I respect Tua. I really like Jalen Waddle, Tyree Kill, Mike McDaniel's. That's a great offense. But their Twitter made me absolutely want this win all that more. And then I went back for receipts after the game, and I was blocked by pretty much everybody that went after us all week long. And so I thought that made it a lot more enjoyable. And Miami, maybe beat a good team before you start coming after other fan bases because you've lost to the two good teams that you've played so far this year in the Buffalo Bills and the Philadelphia Eagles. But I digress, Gino. That was the petty part of the pod. We had to, though. We got to take our victory lap after. I mean, they came after us like aggressively for a week straight. But this was a huge win for the Eagles after such a bad loss to the New York Jets where they did everything to lose that football game. On Sunday Night Football, 
against the best offense that you have played all year to hold Tua, Tyree Kill, and Jalen Waddle to only 17 points today when you were missing Reed Blankenship, when Darius Slay is coming back from an injury, when your slot corners are Eli Ricks and Josiah Scott, to have that kind of performance today where Sean Desai is dialing up different pressure packages, you know, disguising coverage, the pass rush is totally taking over, everybody is hustling every single play, just flying to the ball because you have to with that kind of speed on that offense. I mean, hats off to that defense and just the adversity that this team continues to overcome year after year, week after week. I mean, that was just such an impressive win. You know what this felt like, Lou? It felt like Carolina 2017. Primetime Thursday night football. I think at the time you're either 4-1 and one or 5-1 and one, and you're saying, have you beaten a good team yet? That's what it felt like tonight. You went in there, you put on an a pretty good offensive performance outside of two letdowns from Jalen Hurts, but he answered back. And the defense, once again, showing that it's just a different level of football that these guys play. I mean, they're just competing at a different level. N'Kobe Dean's back. Everybody's rallying to the football. Even on the back end, at times when Tyreek Hill was getting open, you were getting two, three, four guys rallying to the ball. That's what you need to win football games. When you might be outclassed in some areas, which they definitely were. I mean, Mike McDaniel knew the areas that the Eagles were weak. He got Tyreek Hill into some vacant zones. And there were some times when Tyreek Hill, if he catches that ball, they're right back in that football game. He's got gaudy numbers. But the Eagles, even against some of these 1A type receivers, these top of the top blue They can let those guys go crazy as long as they control everything else. In the games where the Rams have Cooper Cup go crazy and Justin Jefferson goes nuts for Minnesota, the run games haven't been there for any of those teams. Miami's run game did not show up tonight. They were one of the best run games in the entire NFL coming into tonight. The Eagles shut that down. They did what they had to do against the pass, even though, man, there were some unbelievable completions. That's Cedric Wilson catch on the sideline. Oh, for sure. The Tyree Kill touchdown. I mean, a beautiful ball from Tua. But, you know, you're right. Like, they have let, like, one receiver take over at times. You look at the numbers from Justin Jefferson week two or Cooper Cup. But really... They didn't let Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle take over. Hill only finished this game 11 catches for 88 yards. Waddle was 6 for 63. I mean, if you would have told me and you that on Thursday and Friday, that'd be the result. We'd sign up for that 10 times out of 10. We were saying this is going to be a Big 12 type of shootout, and that was not the case. I thought at times it could have gotten like that. Yeah, but it felt the, like it was going to open up at any point, but it didn't. The ability for the Eagles defense to really hunker down and get those stops is... What I think this identity of this team is at this point, Lou, because we know that the offense, even if they sputter, they're going to find ways to put up points. But one thing that we know that has been so consistent is that up front, if they create pressure and Sean Desai, how he does it is he simulates pressure so much by putting guys up into the A gap, mugging them out popping them back out into coverage through these simulated pressures where Tua, who was getting the ball out in 2.35 seconds tonight, he had to get off of his first read, which McDaniel does such a great job of getting that first read open so they can hit it. The Mm -hmm. Eagles made him second guess, and you saw when he came off of that look and they had to go through the progressions a little bit, that's when the Eagles' front was able to come home. And big shout-out to Eli Ricks tonight, Lou. The assignment that he had and the way he played 
what a showing from the young kid. Yeah, he forced that final turnover one-on-one with Tyree Kill. They kept using in the slot, and Ricks held his own. But, Gino, you're right. I mean, this pass rush a lot of times doesn't need help with disguise pressures and blitzes, but I think even that Darius Slay interception came from Zach Cunningham looked like he was going to blitz through the A-gap. He drops back. Tua did not see him roll back into coverage. He thinks he has that one-on-one matchup down the field, an open touchdown. Slay sees that route coming and jumps it for an interception. And so, yeah, I thought... The defense, just a master class from an effort standpoint, from a schematic standpoint, and then just the talent you have up front just imposing their will. I mean, Josh Sweat, I, I tweeted He's it out freak. after the game. Give the oh, give the guy a, a blank check. I mean, he was number two this year in pressures heading into the game, only behind Micah Parsons. Ends up with two more sacks today. Nolan Smith gets his first sack of his career. Jalen Carter was disruptive. Hassan Riddick was everywhere today. I mean, the edge setters were so impressive and you needed that again especially with this speed and the trickery the pre-snap motion that the Dolphins use with that offense you needed all hands on deck and you absolutely got that performance so like we're going to get into Jalen Hurts AJ Brown and the ups and downs of the offense but I felt like we had to start the show with that defense because they were the main reason I think yet again that you were winning this game in all four quarters Sean Desai has arguably been maybe the biggest winner in Philadelphia of taking somebody's job and just running with it. I just love what he stands for. He's just, he's very, it just, it's intricate. The defense always looks different. mm -hmm. It's not simple. And I, I, he's always adjusting things and it always looks different. I don't know. I just, I really like what he's doing. It's a chess match and he is playing chess. It felt at times last year, Jonathan Gannon was just playing checkers while an offensive coordinator was playing chess and allowed them to do exactly what they wanted. Sean Desai, he definitely is a big fan of Sun Sun Tzu's Art of War. You can only be on the defensive for so long. Sometimes you're going to have to go on the attack, and he did that, man. He put together an absolute masterclass in a game where, quite literally, we lived out a real-life bit of Star Wars where he is the Padawan, Vic Fangio is the master, and he put together a better performance on defense than Vic Fangio did. And look at the personnel he was dealing with in the secondary, Gino. He's shorthanded, man. Again, Eli Ricks in the slot and Josiah Scott. You've got Sidney Brown and Terrell Edmonds at safety. One issue on defense still, though, Gino, definitely remains safety. Terrell Edmonds was terrible tonight. The report was Howie Roseman is out there looking for a safety to trade for, and I think this game confirmed they need that. But that's the thing. He's kind of handicapped right now, or I should say handcuffed in the secondary, and he's still pulling out these performances. And even Darius Slay, like he had the interception, but... There were times him and Bradbury weren't sharp tonight, but it doesn't seem to matter. That's that's very impressive. Defense wins championships. Trench play wins championships. If that was ever so evident as tonight, yeah. by freezing out the Dolphins in that fourth quarter, running down that clock, Lou, and the way that defensive line played. Football, I always say it, it's a complicated game. But when you look at it, it's though. very simple. <laughs> yeah. And the Eagles made it really simple tonight. Let's control the clock. Let's control time of possession. Let's just get first downs and get off the field on third down. The Eagles, mm. even though at times they allow a third and 18 and a third and 12, situationally, they once again were very, very good yeah. tonight. And again, a lot of the same problems arose today as they normally have so far this year. And we're going to get into those coming up next. But Gina, we even said this after the Rams game. When you have elite play coming from both lines, when you have the time of possession battle and the explosive plays, 
you're going to win more games than not. And that doesn't mean that all these other problems should just be thrown out the window and you shouldn't fix them because they've cost you dearly a lot of times this year. But again, when your defense, especially like when your pass rush is playing like that, you're going to win a lot of football games. And they won tonight again off the backs of that defensive line. But the offense definitely held their own. We'll get into the performance of Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, the offensive line and more coming up next right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. It is the postgame show, 31-17, the final score over the Miami Dolphins in today's podcast is sponsored by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Lyre to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fantasy Picks of the week and Gino we've got Texans rookie quarterback CJ Stroud today and man has he been on par as not just a rookie quarterback a rookie of the year candidate but he's been up there with the best of the best this year and he's averaging just a little under 277 passing yards per game like talk about volume and somebody you could have got on waivers I mean that is a a big get especially for if you're somebody like me that had Anthony Richardson in in need of a quarterback CJ Stroud is somebody to target the rest of the way. So you're telling me C.J. Stroud averages more yards than Tua tonga Vailoa through four tonight <laughs> exactly. against the Philadelphia exactly. Eagles? And they play the Texans play the Panthers this week, too, so it's a great matchup. I like it. C.J. Stroud, he's a very precise quarterback, not somebody that throws a lot of interceptions. He went the second longest, or arguably the longest in NFL history without throwing an interception. Mm-hmm. I like rolling with C.J. Stroud this week. Vinny Lyre from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. This is the Lockdown Eagles postgame show. The Eagles take it 31-17 over the Miami Dolphins. I'm Louis DiBiase, joined as always by Gino Camilleri. Guys, football season's here. Lockdown, we're kicking up our coverage with Lockdown NFL Kickoff Live. Every Friday at 2 p.m., we're going to go live on every Lockdown NFL YouTube channel with Tanitra Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs. They'll break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchup, your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, and more. Find Lockdown NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern time on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. So, Gino, we dove deep into how good that defense was against Miami, and it was an incredible performance. I mean, the Dolphins have been the best offense in the league so far this year. And I will say, I mean, they've been playing some pretty bad defenses, but, I mean, their scheme, the talent they have overall, it was a scary matchup. And all week, me and you were saying, can the defense really limit? Are they going to have to score 30 plus points to win this game? Is it going to be a shootout? Is this going to be a game that the offense has to win? The offense, one thing, again, the turnovers, the red zone issues, it continues to be a problem. Week after week, we're saying the same things. It's getting redundant at this point. Jalen Hurts, another bad fumble today, an interception. I mean, after each red zone drill, it's like, how many more you know, direct runs to Hertz and Kenneth Gainwell can you draw up without being creative and try to anything else with the personnel you have. But one thing I was very impressed about this offense, and this is what we said heading into to start the show overall, is they answer back a mistake or a bad drive almost instantly, 
every single time. And that, and that starts with your quarterback. Jalen Hurts, unlike what Carson Wentz used to do after a bad interception or a bad fumble, it would start to snowball. Jalen Hurts, every time there's a turnover, it's the short-term memory. Both turnovers today, he followed with a long touchdown drive. And to have that kind of quarterback that can deal with his own adversity and he doesn't ever get rattled and he answers back almost instantly, that's such a massive trait to have, especially when you're supposed to be a championship contender. I'll definitely say the fumble is 100% on him. Hanging on to the ball, just throw it away. Throw it away, Jalen. It's a mature play. Throw it away, live to see another day, right? Yeah. The interception is just an unbelievable play. I mean, you got the guy coming off the edge, get your hands up, bounces right into the guy's hands. They've had some very bad bounces go against them. But at the end of the day, Lou, if they clean that up, and those are fixable things. Like, yes, it's definitely a problem, and we say it over and over, and we're wasting breath saying that turnovers are clearly an issue. You have six in the last two weeks. That's completely unacceptable for a team that has Super Bowl aspirations, fundamentals, win you games. You were able to overcome that tonight, but it's always about how you respond, Lou, and you Mm -hmm. are 100% correct. I think the epitome of what this Eagles offense is boiled down to that fourth quarter. How many plays was it, Lou? Nine, ten? Yeah, and they killed almost minutes, nine minutes. Nine minutes. Nine o'clock. minutes. Yeah. They they said we have to win this game by taking away the clock, not allowing an offense that can score at will to have as many possessions as they've had in past football games. And we have to go out there and do what we do best. And what do they do best? They just overcome adversity. I don't know what it is. They just find a way. They just don't get rattled, man. And it's, again, it, I think a team's personality and energy is totally impacted by their quarterback, right? I think the quarterback, it spreads. I mean, that it's such a big influence on the rest of the team. And I think Jalen reflects how this team, over, like they overcome adversity because he does. I think that's a huge part of it. And he just, again, he never gets too high, and sometimes that bothers me, but he never gets too low either. And we'll get into breaking down stuff like the woes in the red zone. And I just think it's a very good night to just focus on those positive things after beating probably – it's probably the best win that you've had all season in terms of oh, the strength of the opponent, the yeah, amount so. of talent that was on the other side of the football, and just – what this game could potentially mean. I mean, this could be a, a rematch that we see in February. I was gonna say, that's a five and one football team, Gino, that a lot of people think can make the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's a huge win. Oh, 100%. And that's why it's so similar to that Carolina game in 2017 because it was Carolina was just two years removed from a Super Bowl. And that team is still pretty good. And you're an up and coming team and you just want to cement yourself. Well, you're not an up and coming team. You are right now, you're fighting for the top of the top of the hill. And like you're right there. And You don't worry about the teams below you. You handle your business and do what you have to do. And those drives where they respond, it just shows you that they are doing what they have to do. Even if things go awry, like you said, it cannot snowball. Like last week, you saw what last week was. It was an avalanche. Every Mm -hmm. mistake, everything that could go wrong, it was Murphy's Law. When it could go wrong, it did go wrong. Tonight, you got some things to go your way. Were the refs a little flag happy in terms of Miami? Absolutely. Did you catch a break on that James Bradbury pass interference? That was a face mask. Absolutely. But when you had to pick up a fourth down in your own territory, much like you did in the Super Bowl, we talk about some of the pivotal moments in seasons. That call right there, putting your punt team out there, the offense comes off the field and says, no, Nick, like, let's go win the football game. Says timeout. Let's go win it. 
after basically punting with about 35 seconds left right before halftime with three timeouts, going from a cowardice move to not even attempt to score points to putting everything on the table and going all in, that's the identity of the Philadelphia Eagles is that they are winners and they're going to find a way to win this game when it matters. Our boy Lawrence, who's been a consistent listener of ours for years, he put it perfectly on Twitter, actually. He said, mistakes and all Jalen was dealing. And that that's the, the right theme, Gino. That's the thing is, like, this isn't 2020 Carson Wentz where it's just turnover after turnover, mistake after mistake. It's like Jalen Hurts clearly regressing. He does not look like a player to me that is regressing. And it's when the mistakes happen, like, they do consistently happen each game. But... He, I mean, even today, he finished 23 of 31. His completion percentage continues to be like 65-plus percent every mm-hmm. single week. 279 yardage-wise through the air, two touchdowns. I mean, as you mentioned earlier on the show, that deep bomb to A.J. Brown had a 17% probability of being completed with a free rusher in his face. And he did show he was controlled even after those interceptions and fumbles. Like he was making the right decisions. He didn't seem rattled. He wasn't forcing things too much. He didn't seem like he wasn't seeing the field well. So I don't think the turnovers are a reflection of a regressing quarterback at all. I think he looks elite pretty much outside of those turnovers every single that that was the exact same performance as the Jets. I thought for three and a half quarters he looked elite, and then he has this bad turnover. And again, I'm not saying that those turnovers are allowed and they can't keep happening, of course. But I, I don't see somebody that's like, oh, this is a sign of worse things to come. I, I think it only gets better as those turnovers come. He improves and, and bounces back from them. I totally see it from like two points of view where it's like, yeah, the turnovers are are huge, right? Yeah. But was tonight was there any moments like last week in that Jets game? There was a couple times where he, he would try and force a throw into like double coverage. There were none of those throws tonight where you're saying, why is no, he doing that? That's like, what I'm saying. Like there weren't throws. I'm like, oh, he should, he had one interception today, Gino, and he should, probably should have had five. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the thing is, and I, that's why I don't maybe, maybe we'll have to get into this in a deeper conversation another time. I don't know what it is that is causing these turnovers. Is it a lack of confidence in the play calling? Is he just trying to force big plays too much? But it doesn't feel like something again, where it's a sign of massive regression coming. I, I just, and that was starting to be what Eagles Twitter was looking like after those first two turnovers turnovers i don't see that though no he came into tonight after a game which was up there with one of his worst performances outside of the tampa bay playoff loss and tonight lou you talk about even with the interception and the fumble he puts up 0.24 epa per play with a total epa of 10.6 a completion percentage of 76.7 and expected completion percentage of 66.5 he was 8.7 expected completion percentage over his actual completion percentage and he had an expected qbr of 75 he was hurt you know that's the other thing like he was definitely hurt he was in a brace after the game oh i did that math wrong it was 10.2 so that's even better yeah he was definitely injured i mean it it was clear on that one run he looked like he was galloping when he got tackled on the sideline yeah he just makes plays man he's superman like you can't you can't rattle him Anytime he makes a mistake, he's going to come back and deliver a dagger, which he did multiple times tonight. 
Talking about delivering a dagger, wide receiver A.J. Brown is on a historic run. Another top-tier performance today. 10 catches for 137 yards and a touchdown. He has now topped 125 or more receiving yards, Gino, in five consecutive games. The only other player to ever do that in NFL history is Calvin Johnson in 2012. I mean, another spectacular night from number 11. Donovan McNabb this week saying that it was almost a bad thing to force the ball to A.J. Brown is hilarious to me. The Donovan McNabb poster is still on the ground. Did you take it down? Is it still down? I didn't put him on the wall. Don't put it back up, dude. (laughs) Until AJ stops the streak, I got to keep it down. Yes, you got to keep it down. I agree. I totally agree. And Dallas Goddard, Gino, today stepping up too. The screen game in the red zone finally working like that was huge. Call screens between the 20s. I think that was a beautifully timed screen to him, man. You saw that pressure coming. You get out onto an island. Jordan Maialata gets out into space like a freaking bull in a china shop, man, and just delivers May. One of the best blocks you're ever going to see from an offensive lineman in space. And I think we're going to enjoy going back and seeing how that offense performed against a defense that – it isn't eat cover six, man. I, I was doing a deep dive this past week. You can get into the bowels of the terminal. Honest NFL, this guy has he put out just like an entire doctorate dissertation on what cover six could be. And Jalen Hurts handled it exceptionally well tonight. One thing, Gino, about the offense, they got to stop with the Kenneth Gainwell. I mean, the touchdown was great. Like, the spin move was awesome. Like, for him to stay on his feet was incredible at the end of the game. But the, the red zone features with him still, some of these third and six or second and long draws to Kenny G, that's one thing. that That's the thing. This wasn't a perfect night from the offense, and not just from a turnover perspective, but the red zone still definitely needs some work, and I still want to see more creativity. I, I don't think this offense needs to be as – I don't want to say Miami's gimmicky. It feels more gimmicky for sure and very manufactured when it comes to touches and separation for their players. But I will say the Eagles, I would like to have a little more of that still. And watching Miami versus Philadelphia, you can still tell there's a, a separation there with, you know, pre-snap. Oh, without a doubt, man. Yeah. At times I'm like, oof, man, Nick Sirianni could never even think about designing a play yes, like exactly. this. Yes, exactly. Yeah. There are times like that double motion behind the back thing. I'm yeah. like, oh, too. they would blow a gasket trying to invent a play <laughs> right. like this in, in Nova care. It did but. make me definitely want them to open things up and try some more stuff. Not be like Miami, it feels like, did it every play because they have to. Philly doesn't have to do that, but you'd like that in the offense more. I'm preaching it, but hey, the win's yeah. the win, man. And right. Yeah, we'll wrap up the show just continuing to talk about good things. Like, what else is Absolutely. there at this point? 31 to 17, the final score. The Eagles take down the 5 and 1 Dolphins, who are now 5 and 2. The Eagles 6 and 1 as they continue to march towards that one seed in the NFC. We'll wrap things up. Coming up next, right here on Lockdown Eagles. We're going to keep celebrating, but those of you who joined us by betting on FanDuel, I bet you're celebrating with us this evening because we went big on the DeAndre Swift on the ground and in the air. And you could get in with us on LOE3 next week, and you could get $200 back in bonus bets when you place a $5 wager. Well, Gino, how can I do that? All you have to do, go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn or download the FanDuel app on your phone. That's what I do. I was literally doing it downstairs during the game, watching all the live bets. I'm kicking myself. I didn't put that Fletcher Cox anytime sack in there, but you could get in on the action with us. America's number one sports book, the official sports book of LOE and the entire lockdown podcast network. Come some, win some money with us next week over at FanDuel. 
31 to 17, the final score. The Eagles now six and one, a statement win over the Miami Dolphins on Sunday Night Football. And talk about a statement, Gino. Those Kelly Green jerseys looked phenomenal. I, you know, I've been hyped all year for them to bring these back, and I made a conceited effort to not go to the game tonight because I wanted to see them up close and personal on TV. And thank God I did because they looked. Oh my gosh. I mean, look, I'm a midnight green guy. I grew up with the midnight green jerseys, but I understand the argument for those being the main jerseys. They looked amazing tonight. And you can't lose in that jersey. And the fact that they won, they beat a 5 and 1 team looking like that. Perfect. Perfect night. Folks, if you like Kelly Green, smash subscribe, smash like. We're going to be talking about Kelly Green from now until the cows come home during the summer. I'm sure Lou is going to provide us with some fantastic oh, yeah. Kelly Green shows. But right now, you are 100% with the Kelly Greens this season. You look good. You feel good. You play good. When I saw Darius Slay slapping everybody up, coming out of the tunnel with that white arm sleeve on, I said, yeah. there's no, I don't care who's on the other side. Tyreek Hill, this oh, defense yeah. is coming out with, with all the visors tonight. too. these guys wear. It's the coolest aesthetic. Did you I've see Jalen Carter with the shysty dude? If yeah. Jalen Carter lined up in front of me with a shysty, a visor and the Kelly Greens, I'm just going to melt. I'm, there's no way you are defending that guy. It is a problem. And there was a little bit of me before the game, Lou. You always have a great quote that Deshaun Jackson 2.0 is the greatest yeah. aesthetic ever. Deshaun Jackson 3.0 with the Kelly Greens. Dude, oh, my God. Could I you know. imagine that? Even Julio Jones making his debut today didn't do much, but he looked great. That This is the f – I wonder – this would be a hilarious, just unnecessary stat for somebody to do, but has there ever been an offense that features as many prominent players that wear visors? I Because everybody, the Eagles, like their quarterback, the only guy that is like important that's not an offensive lineman that doesn't wear a visor is Dallas Goddard. Everybody else does, and it's that's why this is one of my favorite Eagles teams of all time, just because from that perspective alone, and with the Kelly Green, I made the case tonight, it might have been the coolest-looking football team of all time tonight, the Philadelphia Eagles, on October 23rd, 2023, the coolest-looking football team of all time. I mean, those jerseys are incredible. Before that game, man, I, I was sitting at home, and I, I, I don't know if you guys felt it through, like, through the TV, but it just felt like a different vibe. It just felt yes. better. It felt, it felt fresh. It felt like all of the generations of Eagles fans just coming together, right? Because no matter mm. what, who you are, like you're older, young, like everybody loves that jersey. You remember the days of Reggie. You remember the days of even before that when they had these jerseys that are behind me. I mean, look at all these Kelly Green. Like everybody has lived and loved them. And well, and I've only got to see them once ever, Gino. Yeah, you remember getting the magazine with Kevin Cobb on the front of it? We all got yeah. the Philly magazine with Kevin Cobb and Mike Vick and – now we're here again, and I just think that it, it was a great encapsulation of Philadelphia as a city. And, man, just a round of applause. I wish I could live in that city for what Philly experienced last night and what they can yeah. experience tomorrow with the Phils and seeing what happened with that Dolphins game. There's no better city, man. It's got to be buzzing around that city right now. And somebody on Twitter said it. Everybody looks better in Kelly Green. Even the fans, man. Like, even just looking into the, in the sidelines. Like, yeah, you see why I love Oregon, man. Like, there is a yeah. swagger to it. There's a swag with it. And again, I love Midnight Green. I think it's looked better and better as the years have gone on. It's more of a teal look now that I really like. But 
Yeah, I mean, if they said these are our main jerseys now, would I be upset? No. And I thought it was neat too, Gino, because like Jalen Hurts, a mobile quarterback, and seeing that one play he makes outside of structure, which should have been an A.J. Brown touchdown, and just looked so reminiscent of Randall Cunningham. And I thought it was really neat because I didn't get to see those jerseys growing up. I'm only 26 years Mm -hmm. old. I saw Michael Vick wear them in 2010. But, you know, you look back at highlights of Cunningham and Reggie White and you know, you kind of do feel like you missed out on at least if you're a certain age on those experiences. So to kind of see them wear that tonight, I thought was special, especially even in 2010. I'm only a 13 year old kid at that point. So I don't know. I thought it was a really special night and just a, a massive win against a really good football team after such a disappointing, frustrating loss to the New York Jets. This team is just so good and they have been for so long at bouncing back and not letting things spiral. I mean, that was the 2017 Eagles. You could say 2018, 2019, 2021, 2022, and now 2023. And I just, um, I really appreciate that about this team because a lot of NFL teams, when things get bad, it just feels like it gets worse and worse. And that's not the case with this team. This team doesn't settle. They don't sit still. The, The old analogy, the cliche, like if you're sitting still, there's somebody else behind you moving forward. And that's really what it seemed like. We're... Miami moving past the Eagles. Were these younger teams moving past the Philadelphia Eagles? Well, Chris Collinsworth had an excellent quote at the start of this game. People are saying, are the Philadelphia Eagles, have they beat anybody? Well, folks, I hate to tell you that they've only lost to what now? Three teams in the regular season in the last two seasons, a little under Jalen Hurts. Yep. When Jalen Hurts is at the quarterback position, it doesn't matter who they are playing. What that kid brings in terms of leadership, inspires everybody on that football team. They know what they have. They know what they are building, and they know that sitting at 6-1 and one still isn't good enough. You still have a ton of important games to play, but this was the first one. But this is a good one, Lou, because you know you can battle with the best of them. When the San Frans, when the Kansas Cities, when the Buffaloes come around, you got to be going into that game saying, look at what we did against Miami. We're not going to face fear go away from anybody. We're just going to hit it head on like we have the last two seasons and ever since Jalen has come at the helm, honestly. Perfect way to end the show. 31-17, the final score. The Eagles 6-1 and one after a big win over the Miami Dolphins. That'll do it for the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in and making us your first listen each and every day, Monday through Friday. We will be back on Tuesday for Stock Up, Stock Down. Until then, we're going to sign off for Gino Camilleri. I'm Lou DiBiase. Enjoy the win, as always. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening. And let's go, birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.